PulpMX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, everybody. How you doing? New week, a new episode. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. I am jacked up, three cups of coffee deep today. We are here to do this sucker. It's going to be a fun one. But first, Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, street bikes, dual sport bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. So, so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one stop shop for all of us out there. All right. All right. All right. Three cups of coffee. This is what it's like. Fly Racing. Did you check it? Did you see it? Monster Energy Cup, LE Fly Racing Year. I got a couple hate comms on my social media posts, but I don't care. I like it. Yes, I am a 40 year old man that likes to wear coral. No hate comms. I don't care. It looks cool. I wore it out testing over the weekend. I thought it looked very attractive. So if you guys think it does, go to flyracing.com. Get yourself a set. Do it quickly because chances are very high that it will run out and be sold out very soon. And, of course, if you guys don't like that colorway, there's plenty of other stuff available. I'm a big black-wearing light hydrogen guy lately. You can go check that out. Many, many things over at flyracing.com to go look at and browse around. So do yourself a favor and do it. Racetech.com, suspension, engine services, they do it. Send your head in if you want some more power. You haven't listened to CRF 250R podcast, do yourself a favor and do that as well. Simple mods, not expensive, get some more horsepower, Racetech engine services, and of course they do suspension. I don't even need to talk about that. You guys already know that. So head over to Racetech.com and uh, maybe do both, engine and suspension. Pro Taper, ProTaper.com, Evo, SX Race, that's my jam. Dean Wilson, Get Better, that's his jam as well. Gosh, that sucks about Dean, man. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a tough go being a professional motocross racer, man. You're high and low, and it's going to be a long road to recovery from a dislocated hip, but... Uh, Man, that's that's a terrible thing. But go check out ProTaper.com. It's Dean Wilson's bar of choice. Very strong, very durable, lots of flex. If you are a cross barless guy, Evo Bar is your is your choice. That's what I do. And if you're not, you're a crossbar guy. Fusion. Unlock it. You can lock it. You can read about it over at ProTaper.com. So we're here for a new week, a new episode. Finally. Four, five, six bracket, what we call the B main of the 2020 450MX shootout. It took me a couple weeks longer than I expected, but again, I'm only one dude over here. I ride a lot, 
And uh, I'm getting a little bit older, slowing down just a little bit. But nonetheless, I'm plugging along here and getting these uh, tests up for you guys to listen to. I managed to grab three riders for this final four, five, six bracket and re rated them. We had a softer Glen Helen track. We decided to go to Glen Helen for these tests because, like we talked about in these uh, interviews here, Glen Helen is one of the stops that all the manufacturers go to to test their dirt bikes. I guess I shouldn't say all, but most. Has hills, soft dirt, hard dirt. Good for chassis, good for suspension, and also good for engine development. So we chose that for this bracket shootout. And on this day where we did this B main bracket shootout, dumped a little bit more sand on the track, a little bit softer. The bumps are a little bit different. And when you listen to this, uh, these interviews, you can tell that uh, the outcome was a little bit different. According to my personal ranking, it the way this bracket shootout came about and finished wasn't exactly how I ranked mine, but nonetheless, that's why we do these things, to give you another opinion besides my own. And like I always say to you guys, I am not the gospel. I'm not the end-all, be-all of testing. I try my best to give you guys a well-rounded spectrum of opinions, non-biased opinions at that. I know sometimes I get some DMs saying I'm sniffing someone's ass or I'm up someone's ass or sucking a manufacturer off or whatever the case it is, but that's simply not the case over here. I uh, I ride all the bikes. I rate them fairly. <laughs> and uh, no one's paying me any money over here to uh, get their bike up in a shootout or to ride their bike the most. If you see me riding a certain bike the most on my own time, it's frankly because I like it. If you see me wearing... Uh, fly racing gear, it's simply because I like it. No one's paying me a shit ton of money just to sit there and say, go buy these products. I have these advertisers on this podcast that I believe in, and of course they pay me a little bit of money to you know, advertise their products here. But again, they wouldn't be on this podcast if they weren't good products. So when it comes to manufacturers, there is nobody out there that's paying me money to uh, sit there and give you guys a biased breakdown of each motorcycle that's just simply false so i wanted to clear the air there because i hate it when i get those stupid ignorant ass freaking emails or people saying oh Kiefer, yeah you're a bike slut whatever dude just don't like my stuff go somewhere else that's that's a matter of fact so we had tyler intignap joe aloff and kenny day back to do this four five six bracket at Glen helen we did this last thursday Again, all day, all, all day long riding these bikes. Um, we managed to create a SAG setting that's universal between the three riders, and they were free to change the clicker settings, rebound, high speed, low speed, whatever they wanted, but they all had a universal SAG setting. Why do we do that? Simply because of track toughness. We want to see how well these bikes have track toughness and how well they perform with a wide spectrum of riders. So that's the reason why we did that. But when you listen to these interviews, you can tell there's something good about every single bike. Just because we're rating them on this bracket shootout and we try to do something a little bit different doesn't mean it's a bad motorcycle. For example, Suzuki got sixth place, right? It's not a big shocking or not revealing anything crazy right now, but Suzuki just 
is a six-place bike. Does it mean that you guys out there shouldn't go buy it? Absolutely not. If you go to pulpmx.com, read the article that I just wrote about it, for 80% of you guys out there, it is a great bike. It has, it's fast enough engine. It corners well. If we have to nitpick these bikes when we break them down, there are certain things that stands out in the Suzuki. Obviously, did the bike lose because it has a Kickstarter? No. I mean, we've been dealing with Kickstarters for how many years? If you're over 40, I've been kicking my bike for many, many years. Yes, it's nice to have an electric start, which I assume Suzuki will do fairly soon. But that's not the reason why it didn't win. Some other media outlets rank it down because it has a Kickstarter. To me, that's just complete bullshit. If you can't kickstart your bike, maybe you shouldn't be riding a dirt bike. I know some of you guys are saying, oh, I have a bad hip. I still want to ride. That's fine. There's other bikes out there for you. But that doesn't mean a bike shouldn't win a shootout. It should be based on performance and how it runs on the track, not how you get to the track from the pits. That's lame. Okay? The Suzuki is a little rigid. It's a little bit stiff feeling. The shock, the BFRC shock, is kind of a nightmare to dial in. It's like hitting a moving target, similar to an air fork. Very difficult. So those things right there hurt the Suzuki. Those two things are the major factors in why Suzuki gets sixth. You will listen as the Honda got fourth place. To me, a little bit shocking because of the rigid chassis, but... Again, we had a softer nature track at Glen Helen. The riders that rode it loved and raved about how the Honda handled and got into corners and how well that engine is. The engine is absolutely insane on the Honda. If you guys own a Honda, you guys know how it is. For me, maybe a little bit too touchy. I would want a little bit more of a linear pull. But nonetheless, if you're a bigger guy, you love a Honda and we tested at Glen Helen last Thursday, a little bit softer condition, a little bit deeper ruts. Honda finished fourth. Husqvarna, fifth place. That doesn't mean Husqvarna is a bad bike. No, all of these bikes are so damn close. I went out and bought a Husqvarna FC450 because I liked it so much. The way it delivers its power, how light it feels. It's easy to get on the gas sooner. You'll hear some of those comments in these interviews today when you listen to this podcast. But it got ranked down because of the air fork. And Husky went to a softer setting than KTM in 2020. And some riders thought that it was simply just too soft. And when they tried to create some more holdup in the suspension, it got harsher. Again, like hitting a moving target is the air fork. You have a, a decent setting that seems to change when the day gets longer. After lunch, you go back on the track. The fork doesn't quite feel the same unlike a coil spring where it's pretty consistent all day long. If Husqvarna or KTM just went to a spring fork, man, it would be it would make my job a lot harder to be a test rider because it, all these bikes are so damn close now, it's going to those two bikes are going to get even better now when they get a coil spring fork. So Husqvarna fifth place again, sixth place Suzuki. Listen to these interviews, there's more in these interviews than just bike information. We have some fun. We talk about other things. Uh, we talk about dirt bike racing in general, why people would buy these bikes, what's good, what's good, what's bad. A lot of meat inside of these interviews. So if you decide to turn this sucker off before these interviews, you suck. <laughs> Simply put, there's a lot of cool things in these things. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the way we did this bracket shootout. 
let me know, good or bad. Like I said, uh, I don't care about criticism. I actually welcome it. I prefer to have you guys tell me what, what you like and don't like. I want to try to make these things better. And because that's why we're doing these things for you guys out there. I'm not sitting here just talking to myself because I feel like it. I want to create something that is an open line of communication, have some honesty, get you guys the right feedback so you make the right purchase. As always, that is why I created Kiefer Inc. I want to set direction for you guys out there so you guys know which way you're spending your money. It's important. I don't have a lot of it. I know you guys don't either. So let's do this the right way. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Support the advertisers. There are some commercials inside of the interviews in between uh, a couple of these guys, so listen to those. Save yourself some money on these discount codes. And we'll be back next week with another episode. We've been working hard on 2020 gear shootout and, of course, a helmet shootout. Lots of gear, man. Holy crap, I got a lot of gear. So I've been weeding through all that stuff, talking about function, fit, style, performance, ventilation, and even durability. So uh, we're going to break all that down. That's going to be a huge podcast. Hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And, uh, of course, go check out KieferInkTesting.com for more tests and PulpMX.com because we do some stuff over there as well. Steve's an awesome dude. Obviously, he gives us a great platform to talk about dirt bikes, and uh, there's just really some good, fun information over there as well. So thank you guys for joining me, and here we go with the interviews. Hello, everybody. Chris Kiefer here again. Glen Helen Raceway once again. It's like I live here. Holy shit. Joe Aloff back for the 450 MX Bracket 456, kind of like the B-Main. That's what I call the B-Main because people get upset when you say 456. People get upset over everything. We're not going to get into that because I know where you're going yeah, with that. Yeah, I know, so. I know. Toughen up, people. That's all I got to say. Toughen up. <laughs> so we rode here today. Actually, today, today's track was uh, a little bit different in the fact that a little bit more sand and quite a bit, I don't know, I shouldn't say quite a bit, but rougher than it was the last couple times we were here. Yeah. At least the bumps were different, I guess I should say that. I think bigger, slower forming bumps like bigger bigger bumps not such uh like high speed square edge we're, we're not going to say east coast bumps because we're not no we're no not no not yet. even close but more along those lines yeah so Glen helen dumped some sand down the hills up the hills a little bit more sandier and joe i just kind of talked to him a little bit about his picks and it seems like it flip-flopped a little bit from last time he rode again all of these bikes have a loss in this bracket shootout so Let's just let's just rank it. Six. What do you got? Six for me was the Suzuki today. Okay. I just didn't feel as good on it as I did in the previous days. I think you it, were almost high last time. You almost were like, dude, Suzuki. I would almost rank Suzuki better than Honda, even though they didn't go up against each other. Yeah, I, I honestly would have that day if I had those two head to head that day. I'd like the Suzuki over the Honda, but uh, I think today. You know, the downfall of the Suzuki is obviously its power. And with a, a softer, deeper track, that, you know, weakness is, you know, it's even even worse today. So let me explain that to people out there listening. So what do you mean, like, you need power to get on top of the sand? Do you feel like you're riding inside of the dirt more because it's not fast enough to get up the hills or, or what? Yeah, explain just that. you're, 
you know, obviously the tracks, uh, you know, maybe they dug it deeper, maybe they added sand, whatever they did, it, it's just deeper. So your wheels are down in there deeper and you need more power to kind of power, for lack of better terms, to power through that stuff and pull you up the hills. Suzuki just felt like it's kind of lugged down even more, uh, as opposed to the other day when it was a more hard pack, slick track where I think the Suzuki's mellow power shines a little bit better on something like that. Um, what about, okay, so th- are we talking more bottom to mid-range feel? Is it doesn't have as much top in as the other bikes today? Obviously, Honda's really fast, but what about the Husky? Um, or is it just everywhere? As far as just engine feel, like power, torque, overall peak horsepower. Uh, I think once once you're kind of up in the power band, like mid to top, I mean, you're up to speed, so you don't have that. A deeper track doesn't have, you know, that much of, I guess I don't know what I want to say. Um, once you're in the mid to top, you know, the track being deep doesn't have as much as, of an effect. It's the low end torque, low to mid, that you really need to kind of power through those deep berms and up a hill like even like the first part of the hills were deep today so if you don't have that initial torque and low end grunt through the mid to get you up through that mm-hmm. um then you're suffering so what joe's talking about is torque feeling and excitement we talk a lot about excitement with the honda and the yamaha how rpm response is really exciting feeling that rpm response what that does for you on the track it kind of gets you on top of the dirt quicker so, a.k.a. recovery time, I would say. Suzuki lacks in that area. Just doesn't help itself soon enough. Like, hey, I'm in trouble. Someone help me. Someone help me. Someone help me. Oh, okay, we're good. Unlike, let's say, Honda, we're like, oh, someone help me. I'm good. That's how quick that thing recovers if you make a mistake, right? Yeah, definitely. That is a good way of putting it. It's Once you get kind of behind the curve no pun intended you know coming out of a corner kind of if you're behind the curve you screw up or whatever and you're not don't have momentum then you're going to suffer for the next hole straightaway on the suzuki you're going to lose time on the honda you can screw up and because it's got that recovery you know and the power you know you can make up that time by the end of the straightaway right uh suspension feeling today since the track is so nasty um i didn't like the suzuki shock today there was a lot more acceleration chop and kind of some bigger bumps coming down the hill because of the the deeper deeper soil um it felt like it would kick more coming down the hill um and then just didn't really track uh didn't have that forward momentum through the bumps comfort um, coming out of the yeah kind of coming out of the corners right um chassis feel loading it coming down hills like stability cornering um it was i guess we're talking a lot about negatives here what yeah what let's let's talk about some positives about the suzuki today can you find something today that you thought stood out yeah it like i said when it's coming down the hill it was kicking a little bit like i would hit one big bump and it would kind of have a harsh kind of spike and then kick a little bit which wasn't good but it never kicked out to the sides. It never kicked really bad. Um, it was just a little bit unsettling on that one bump, and then it would kind of recover. It would stay. So first initial touch of a bump, yeah. that one's kind of yeah. Got and you then nervous. it would stay sa- stable. Then it would kind of settle back in, unless I hit another big bump. But right. Um, and I didn't quite have uh, 
as good a feel today. I don't know why, like coming through the corners on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few of the corners, like especially some that you can set up for, and then there's a big old like sand berm. I mean, the Suzuki just, you can throw that thing in there and it pretty much does the work for you, turns for you. So that is always good, and that that's always a positive with that bike. You don't mind kicking it? You're okay with it? Ah, uh, yeah. I've been kicking bikes for 30 years, so. You're good. It is what it is. I, I always get used to whatever whatever I got, so. Fifth place, what you got? Uh, I put the Husky fifth. Okay, so let's just rank them. Fourth place is Honda, fifth is Husky. Why uh, Why the Husky fifth? Um, I didn't feel very good on it. Really, like, um, I don't know. Usually there's only just a couple places on the on the track where I don't feel that great on it. But today, just overall, didn't feel that great. I felt good, just not great anywhere. It felt kind of harsh and, and twitchy, not so, like I had much traction anywhere. So when you say great, I just don't feel great, I guess what I'm trying to look for is, is that a comfort feeling? Is that what that means? Yeah. Like, I don't... When I say great, I don't. I didn't feel great. Like, I, I'm not, like, totally comfortable. So you don't want to go as fast as you could go because you're not up to that comfort level yet. Right. Okay. So, so in the Honda, you felt a little bit more comfort to push? A little bit more, yeah. This is shocking to me. It is. It's shocking you to me, were too. You were not a fan of this bike last time you rode it. No. I, t- I think I told you the other day, too. I said, I already know what's going to finish last in the, the, the... I should have clipped you right there when you said that. You biased ass. I know. But I, I I tried not to be when I got here today, and you it, cleansed your mind. I cleansed my soul, okay, my mind, uh, and I actually the Honda was fourth today. So um, um, you mentioned the Huskies deceiving. We talk about that a lot about this bike. Talk a little bit about that. The second, third gear pull that you were mentioning to me earlier. Yeah, the the Husky like for me that especially today because of the deeper soil, the the power's fairly mellow. Nah, I won't say mellow. That's the wrong word for it. It's for the 450. Fa- yeah, feeling, it's right. it's strong, but it's it's very controllable. Yes, um, and just a good smooth delivery. So it's not real exciting and anything like that. But so you you kind of have that feeling in second gear and like oh, okay, it's second. I'll have to go second here. There's no way I could really pull third because sometimes you get in those corners where you're like ah seconds windy you know a little too snappy a little too much and then you gotta shift early yeah thirds you know the the gap's too far right so but you know you just try it anyway and and luckily i did and sometimes like third was actually better yep. it didn't sound like it was pulling but it's deceiving because i'm like ah it doesn't sound smooth and it's good and it's tracking better because i'm in third and the the chassis is less bound up and then bam i'm already at the next corner I'm like oh shit. so i guess I can That's relate the to deceiving part. Yeah, so the deceiving part for you is like you feel like you're lugging, but yet once you leave the corner and you're exiting the corner, you're already back in that meat of the power already. You're like, oh, shit. So what's why should I even bother running second when I'm already in the meat of the power when I'm immediately out of the corner, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so, some a lot of like sweeping corners that are rough and like got sand whoops and, and choppy today. And if you're able to carry third, and you may not be, you know, you're kind of lugging, but as soon as you get straight, you're in the meat of the power, and you're you're tracking straighter. You're able to wheelie through bumps a lot better, and uh, it's just a better, you know, feel with more forward progress. Could you do? It's funny because I want to mention this because I was thinking about this when you were saying saying this. Let's say we're racing. We're racing here in a couple of weeks, Vet Nationals. 
would you leave it in third gear? Because sometimes when you race, you have a tendency to downshift more than you need to because you feel like you'll be able to go faster because of the engine noise, the sound, the snappiness, and then you're riding like shit because you're downshifting and you got so much fucking juice down low. You're like, <laughs> rah, rah, out of the corner, riding yeah. like an ape. And then you get arm pump and it just gets, so it's the, like a the, downward spiral. That's what I'm spiral. saying. The husky's so quiet and mellow. Could you end up doing that in a race situation? Yeah, I think so. The The hard part about that, is, especially in a race situation, is having the the mindset of, oh, okay, I need to kind of try that. You know, because like you said, when you're racing, you're all aggro and you're in race mode. And you're like, ah, I'm, if I downshift. You hear the guy I can, in front of you revving and you feel yeah. like you need to do that. Bike and, sounds like you're going fast, right. but you're actually going slow and you're just wearing yourself out. If you're able to go third, carry more momentum. If you can do that, which is the hard part about racing, and have that calmness during the race to do that, then I think it will be, especially on the, the Husky, a lot better off. All right, before we move on to the Honda, let me talk about, actually, you talk about the Air Fork. Do you, what'd you feel today? Rough track coming down the hills. Are you okay with it comfort wise? I think that's where I have a, a bit of my, my problem is, uh, air forks to me are, are always a little bit of a give and take. If I need to put, uh, like an amount of air in them. You want some hold up, right? To, yeah, right. So they hold up, especially on these downhills here, uh, or anytime the, the front's under a load, you know, I'm a heavier guy. Um, I need that hold up. But then I kind of sacrificed that that traction feel mm-hmm. going through the corners, and especially on a lean angle or, and, and turning the bike. And that's kind of where I had a lot of problem today. I didn't feel comfortable turning the bike. felt like I had very little, like, front-end traction. Okay. So the give and take with an air fork, um, for me, like, you know, if I soften it up to you're get that. You're going to suffer somewhere, what right. you're saying. Right. If I soften it up to get that, you know, traction and turns, then... You know, I'm blowing through the stroke on big landings, and it feels like it's diving, and it's too soft for me. So, so um, track toughness is what we call. You know, we've talked about this before. The fork is not very good in that area. At least the, the this air fork compared to spring fork, the track toughness of this air fork, the I guess the walls are closing in on that. Otherwise, the spring fork you have a wider range. You can use more of the track. You can lean. You can do things, but. Air yeah. fork works really good in some areas. And then the other parts, I like to call the lowlands. You know, we're coming down the hills. You have some hold up. It feels good. But then those lowlands where you're slower speed and you're hitting those square edges, that's where the fork suffers for me. Yeah, exactly. I think if a track, you know, like a back east track, if you have traction. Right. And you don't have to worry about that because you have traction because the dirt's so good. Right. Then you can run, you know, a stiffer setting or a more air pressure to get that hold up. And then you don't have to worry about the sacrifice of the traction. All right, Honda fourth place. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm surprised as you are. I did not think that I would rank the Honda. I thought maybe I would rank the Honda above the Suzuki, but I didn't think I would rank it above the Husky. But I did because of what is the one reason why you ranked it above it? Just when you went on the track, what was the one reason? Like, okay, this is what I like. Um. Well. It's- I kind of felt just more, well, for me, it's always comfort. I just felt more stable, more comfort. Uh, I could hit lines, hit deep ruts, deep berms, and it have that power to pull me out of it and get me up the hill. Even when the hills got choppy, right. I could use that power to kind of loft the front wheel over some stuff and kind of hop over holes. Um, 
that's the thing about like that exciting power. You can use it to kind of hop things, um, you know, jumping into corners, hopping over holes here and there. Um, bike, the bike feels light and very like, you know, you can flick it around if you want to move left or right. Um, and that power will kind of help you do that. If you have a bike that's, you know, lugging or slow feeling, gives you that heavy feeling like you're kind of stuck where you're at and it's going to take a lot of effort to maybe get over to a different line. Um, I didn't have that on the Honda today. Uh, we complained about rigidity of this bike a little bit. I know it's rough today. Did you did you feel that? I know the track is softer, so that maybe helped this bike today. Yeah, I think honestly that is, for me, I know that's what helped rank the bike fourth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just a softer track. Once the track started to get more lines in it and started to get some of those because inevitably anytime you're at Glen Helen unless it's rained for four days straight you're going to have some hard spots that develop throughout the day and once those developed then that feeling of nervousness and no traction and that stiff rigid chassis came back for the Honda for me which I didn't like right but those areas were less today because of how deep the track was so overall, that's what made me like it the most. Are you what map were you in today? Um, I tried the aggressive map for about a lap and got out of that. I didn't like that one <laughs> like at all. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's way too much. Oh my gosh, dude! Imagine what I had the, I had the fucking fastest motor when I raced. It was like I don't understand it. Like there's no way I could control it. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, maybe if you had a couple months to get used to it, I think. You could get used to anything, but... I had a couple months that didn't work. Yeah. So, I tried the stock map, which I did like, and then once the track kind of got more of those hard spots, yeah, I tried the uh, mellow map, which... So, you're map two guy. Yeah. Map two, I think, probably the... Map two is good, dude. More People comfortable think They call me. it mellow, or they say soft setting, so not track, but just the overall feeling of the engine. And uh, but it's not soft. It's still really good. Yeah, you still got tons of power. I think maybe uh, longer soft, soft like the delivery. Yeah, it just uh, yeah. If you've got a yeah you know, aggressive delivery or a soft delivery, it's more it's more controllable and manageable to me. Yeah. So um, I like that one. Hold up on the fork, action of the fork and the shock balance. Yeah, felt good. Could be a little more. Uh, Absorb the bumps a little better. The hold up of the forks were good to me, and, and the harder I rode it, the more I charged down the hills, um, the better it felt. Mm-hmm. So that tells me it was holding up. Um, I just needed to push it a little harder to, you know, anytime it's a little stiffer setting, the harder you ride it, the, m- the more, you know, right. it absorbs things. But, um, yeah, and like I said, uh, and before when it's the track wasn't as deep and it had those, like, real hard spots i always felt like the rear end didn't have any traction i couldn't you know carve lines and this and that but today i felt like i had good control coming out of corners i felt like you know like i said if i wanted to hop over holes or wheelie over holes i could do that so um that was all a lot better for me today uh real quick give me your age weight height 43 years old um, 195 on the poundage, and I'm 5'10". All right. I'm going to hand it off to Kenny here. Kenny Day. How's it going? The man of many talents. Uh, explain. Uh, well, you're a great rider. You oh. have good style. Thanks. You, uh, 
It's, I feel like I'm blowing you right now. I like it. Uh, I like it. I, you, uh, you think before you talk. I like that. Try to, you know. People call me an empath because I'm. I can walk into a room and I can pick up on people real quick. So this is what I picked up on you, Miss Cleo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Miss Cleo. So I feel like you think before you talk. Pretty intelligent. You ride good. Good style. And of course. You're a hardworking guy. All right. Well, I love you. you know? All right. There we, it is. There. <laughs> That's Kenny Day wrapped up in a, in a nutshell, everybody. Uh, but give us your stats real fast. Uh, stats as my personal life. Uh, let's see. I'm uh, about single? to be. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Single. So, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am uh, about to be 32. Okay. Um, Scorpio, you know. Okay. So Scorpio. Thoughtful. I'm a lover. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I pick up on that too. <laughs> Very soft spoken. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm uh, 150, two, three, four. You know, depends on the day. Okay. So you're light. It depends on how many tacos I had last yeah, night. But you're still light. You're still, <laughs> still yeah, yeah, still light. Um, 32, five, that, ten. <laughs> oh, five, eight. Uh, let's see. If I was on Tinder, I would be five, eight. Okay. But real life, I'm like five, six and three quarters. Are you really? Yeah, I'm tiny, God, dude. You don't ride that small. That's I feel good. Like you ride bigger than five, six. Like, okay. I try to ride smaller than 5'11". Okay. Okay. So I just feel like, yeah, you don't look that small. Like, Man, I feel... How, like... how tall is Barsha? He's taller than me. Is he? Yeah, like by quite a bit. Right. I, I say he's probably 5'10". So what's your official title at Alpine Stars? I am racing services for motocross guys. Okay. So that entails... Um, Jason Anderson, Barsha... Tomac... All the Alpine Star boot guys. Yep, every team that we. How many help. dudes do you have? How many? How many do Ooh, we have? A lot. So, and I will. I will say it's myself and another guy named Evan, okay. and we share the job together. So, like, he takes care of, for example, we're at the races. He'll take care of Tomac and Anderson. I'll take care of Barsha, Plessinger, and Does then that we ever switch during. Or is that um, always your designated dudes? No, nah, for the most part. Like, you know, the good thing about our job is we get to create relationships, you know, and then our relationships are super strong. So, you know, like Evan's been uh, here longer than I am, so he's really close with Anderson, and he gets along with Tomac well, And whereas, like, myself and Barsha are, you know, kind of, like, getting to the point of best buddies. and You're East Coast dudes. Yeah, we're East Coast dudes. So, right. um, yeah, no, we just kind of break it up. Uh, don't get me wrong. We both still communicate, and we share everything that we do, so... For example, it's like, hey, I'm giving Barsha this, this, and this, then I share it with Evan, and he does the same thing with those guys. So we're still on the same, you know, field of understanding. But, uh, yeah, we do, um, you know, a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, a lot of privateer it's guys. A lot of work. Yeah. You it's know. a lot of travel. It's a lot of shit going on. People think it, it's it's a great job. And it, and it is a it great is. job, but yeah, it's yeah. work, dude. It is. No, it, it is a, it's a great job. Like, you know, coming from managing a team to this, I absolutely love this job. Yeah. Um, a lot less stress. Uh, it's a lot more enjoyable. Um, I can still put a, a ton of pride into it. That's kind of who I am. I like putting pride into everything. So That's good. I, uh, I, I love my job, honestly. And then also I get to work with all the amateur kids, too. That's cool. Um, Evan does all the freestyle guys. I do all the amateur kids. So, man, even as of right now, you ask how many guys I have. I think uh, pro guys, we have a little over 30 Wow, um, that lot. we take care of all the time. That and says a lot about the boot. And it does. You know? It does. Um, amateur kids, actually, at Loretta's, I had 31 kids really? that we supplied and that we were there for. And uh, I think what's really cool about the amateur side of things is out of those 30, over five, it was 15 of them got titles. That's badass. And another Most 11 those, or 12 got on the podium. So Most of those kids are just boots? 
Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you'll see with due time that Alpine stars were going to be a lot more, I think, recognized as a head to toe. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think we're making a push in that area. Anything that Alpine stars does is like to the level of let's be better than without everybody. giving it away. <laughs> is there going to be any new signings next year that we're going to see Alpine stars? Hmm. You won't see anything magical for maybe. There's a chance. Okay. Twenty one, yes for sure. I oh, think wow. you'll see some. So some we're that changes. far out that we can Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. We think ahead. All right. Yeah. Hey, you like that? Let's <laughs> do that in there. <laughs> All right. Four five six bracket. You were a big part of this. Yeah. I think you only missed one bracket. I missed KTM versus Husky. Right. Uh I did get to ride a Husky a couple of weeks back before I did the test, so I, thankfully I, I was familiar with it right but, but i was uh yeah thanks to you i was a huge part of this test yeah, and i'm awesome. uh, grateful for it it was awesome um let's go a different way with you let's go fourth five six instead of going back so what'd you get for fourth uh, i went husky okay yes so unlike joe unlike joe you like this linear smoother type of power i think it's deceiving i think deceiving is a good word yeah it doesn't feel like it's ripping your hands off like i'll compare that to like a yamaha power yamaha is just like oh i'm gonna hold on for dear life right but it I still like it. The Husky, it's still it's everything I could ask for. It's strong. It keeps pulling. It doesn't. I can rev the thing forever. Yeah, you know, no matter what gear yeah. I'm in. So, you have a visitor at your window. Oh, hey Ty. So, um, <laughs> the linear power plus you being 155 pounds. Yes. 53. Yeah. Five. Um, that really gets along with you on a track like this right because it's a handful dude this track is gnarly it is a handful today's the best day i've, I've ridden at Glen helen yeah. I, I think the track was the best it's ever been i, I got a little east coast like feel with okay. some of how All deep right. yeah it's like i'm glad you're saying it because you're actually an east coast guy yeah i i loved it actually so you hold some clout i can't yeah. say shit cause we're like, yeah you don't know what it's like yeah yeah, yeah so no first thing this morning they put like a bunch of sand to the like on halfway at, from the hills down to the turns and yeah it was deep so we were digging right so not nah, the uh the husky's good I, I i do really enjoy it i enjoy the power i went map two and traction control okay i was just map two i did map one yep. still very usable power but with it being deep i was looking for some snap out of the turns because like some of those inside ruts today were awesome but the minute you got to the apex it was just deep and you had to be on it so um throughout the day i went back out on it and i went traction control map too i like that combo yeah personally it's cool because you're actually using the traction control and i get asked a lot about tc and i'm not a big tc guy i don't use it a lot mm-hmm. but um for a guy your size it really comes in handy dude like yeah especially if you're in map two so you're an aggressive you still have tc it's yeah. kind of like the best of both worlds yeah it's not like so explosive to where you know i'm gonna slide out on like the hard part hard pack stuff it's right. still extremely like I, I still feel like it's explosive. Like I know Joe thinks that it's just kind of mellow, but to me, maybe it's because of my weight. But I'm holding on. Are you rolling third gear in the corner as well? Every corner, really. Never once hit second. Okay. Never once. Yeah, I I do. I've always been like a lugger kind of 450 guy, but man, with the the hills and stuff, you have to be explosive out of it. Right. But the good thing is, is like, yeah, I leave the thing in third gear and it's there immediately. Right. So, yeah. um, air fork. I still prefer a spring fork. Okay. This fork today, I made a couple of changes, but immediately I got out there and started coming down, and I felt like I was really high in the stroke. It was stiff, and I was having a hard time just laying into some of the turns. Mm-hmm. So I stopped, and I went three clicks softer, 
on the force compression. Right. So immediately, like, that gave me a little better of a feel, front end traction, trying to get into the ruts and, like, carving through them. It was good. Um, and at that point, I actually, I was okay with the fork, but I didn't necessarily love the rear of the bike. I felt like I was running a sag of, like, 112. Right, and then you complained you and, about being low. Yeah, and you and I checked it, and that's I was nowhere near that. Um, so from that point, I actually ended up uh, going in on the shock on high speed, okay. a quarter turn, quarter turn, and it just gave me that a little more higher in the rear feeling. Um, didn't do anything negative on the track, but I will say that if I would have went back out, because I did go softer on the forks, I could have probably messed with the rebound on the forks, and that would have given me a better feel. Now, the air forks are, yeah, it's still tricky trying to right. get that balance between you want it high and a stroke, but you don't necessarily have a bunch of front end traction. So there's a little bit of a a gray area of trying to understand what that it's is. It's a window, man. You got to nail the window. It's it, the window is smaller than the spring fork. Yeah. Obviously, you're hitting a moving target. Yep. Because it's also constantly changing throughout the day. Correct. Pressures, feel, all that changes. Um, we're not blessed with great dirt out here, like Joe said. <laughs> so it even makes it even worse. But you're right, man. I'm a big fan of the Husky. I liked it so much. I went and bought one last year. Um, mm-hmm. Just the way it delivered its power, I could be aggressive. Yeah. Um, compared to me riding a Yamaha, like I can push harder and get on the gas sooner in corners with a Husqvarna. Yeah. Because it's so connected feel. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, fifth place, what you got? Honda. Okay. Yep. So Honda. Talk to me about the Honda. So the Honda for me today, I tried to like, I rode it a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, I, I didn't love it. Right. The track was dry, and I felt every bump and even the rocks. <laughs> I felt them like I had to hit everything straight on because if I didn't, I was I was I felt like I was going to wash out or go down. So I tried to uh, give it a fair chance today. So I did a few laps, and I felt myself kind of just being like, eh, you go, know, because yeah. I want husky to that. Right. And uh, so I just started to try to charge a little harder. I actually, because it was deep, I just thought to my head, I'm going to go right to map three and see what this thing's made of because uh-huh. I felt like it would shine in the deep stuff, and it did, really? especially with me on it. Uh, that thing connected, and I was ripping out of some of those turns. Did you end up staying in that map? I did. Okay. I stayed in three. Okay. Yep. Um, I don't necessarily know. I will compare uh, coming out of – there was one turn here specifically that was – you come out of a left-hander and it goes steep immediately and it kind of tears off and goes up again. And that was probably the deepest part of the track. I did feel like I had a, a little more drag on the Honda okay. for some reason compared to the Husky. Okay. Could be something minute, but the, uh, map three was, that thing is explosive. Like I probably should have went to map two, but I, I was having a good time with Dude, map three. As far as just power stock power, it's, it's wild. There's nothing as Fast as a Honda, peak horsepower, just pulling power. It's just gnarly, dude. Yeah, but the unfortunate part is, like, it lacks how much power it has compared to what it can handle. Right. At least with... How much you can deliver it. Correct. Correct. With with me on it. Yeah, it's like you take all this power, but then you put it on something that's extremely stiff, you know, like... I could... I'll I'll compare it to my little car. I have have this little souped-up Mini Cooper over there, and the thing rips, but... It's so stiff that if I if I'm ripping down or say around a turn and I hit just one little tiny pocket, the thing is like it left it. right yet, yeah, and it's dangerous. And yeah. I get the same feeling on the Honda. 
yeah. is that, yeah, the thing's super fast and the power is amazing, but the minute I hit just something, yes. I get this rigid deflection yes. and I can't, I can't control it anymore. And then obviously I, I tense up and I'm, I'm scared and nervous at right. that point. Yeah, anything on throttle for me, edges, edges and things like that, if, yeah. if I'm going across of a bump or an edge, yep. I never, never really feel planted. Like, that's the sensation that I get on a Honda. Completely. So, um, what about, to me, like, we talked about MAP3 and how good the engine is. What about, Honda's always been known for cornering. Mm-hmm. Corners today were deeper, had some, like, chop inside of them. How was it? It was, it was actually, today with it being deep, and there was, like, these nice, deep, like, just drop-in ruts. Yeah. You know, they weren't long and, and crazy. They just, you just sat into them because they were deep, and that is one thing the Honda does really well. Like you can, if it's a really tight rut and you think that maybe you're going to knife out of it and be kind of a little off balance coming out. No, like the Honda does just kind of set in and just drives through and the power just pushes you through it. Right. So that was good. I, I do enjoy some of those aspects. Another thing I noticed today after I kind of opened my mind with the Honda, it does allow just, and we'll take it back to basics. Like just jumping mm-hmm. feels really good. Easy and neutral, yeah, almost I natural. Same, right? It it allows you to kind of be a little. It almost allows your technique to be a little bit better when you're jumping. Yeah. So, like, if I want to push really far into the face of a jump, yep. The minute I come off the face of the jump, the Honda, the front drops just how I want it, and then just it corrects itself like it's immediately. Like where the CG is that on that bike's really good. Okay. Um, I'm kind of similar. It's funny you say that. So, I'm pretty anal about technique and things like that and i go through photos of me riding different bikes mm-hmm. and every photo i get to on on the honda my posture is always a little bit more it's it's straighter yeah and it's weird that you say that because i feel like i technique wise i'm a little better on a honda yeah so yeah i'm i'm definitely like pretty crucial technique wise like yeah. even if i'm not doing it like i'm i'm crucial like in my head i'm like all right i need to be here i need to be over the front um like probably my favorite technique person is hanny yeah. So, like, Jesus. for me, like, I watch Hanny all the time and go back and compare Hanny from Suzuki to the Honda. The minute the dude hopped on the Honda, you see he starts doing this, like, front-end yeah, drop thing. It's and he's just so fluid. But that bike allows you to be right. a little more over the front. And if you are, like, McGrath-style, like McGrath you're hitting it and you're way over the front. And the minute it comes off and you, you know, yeah. drop the front and, yeah. like, do the dip the bike is it's perfect for that i know so i did notice that today big time like this thing's great whereas like you know hop on the suzuki and hit the same jump and i'm i don't uh, know what it's gonna do right. like and that's what scares me it feels heavier on a suzuki let's talk about suzuki you got sixth yeah. place so so suzuki i i tried the same thing i tried to take my time with it today right. i think the biggest thing is like i have to slow down to go faster on it okay i have to not be aggressive yeah uh, if i slow it down everything kind of links together but the man, if I want to be aggressive, I think it scares me. the The way the track was today, the shock felt a lot more unpredictable than than usual. Compared, and I don't know if it's because I was charging harder today because the track was good and you could really lay into things. Compared to last time I rode it, it was dry and it was me- like you could just be mellow with it. But the thing I like about the Suzuki is that when I get into into the turns. The thing feels like it's not going to do anything wrong. It takes less effort to turn a Suzuki, dude. It does. Like, when I lay it, when I'm in, okay, I'm in the rut, I don't even have to, like, really lean. It just kind of follows it along. Yes. It doesn't, I don't have to use any brain power. 
Yes, completely. There's no. It doesn't even feel like there's a technique to it. No. Once it's in, it's like kind of you just boom. You're on a rail and you just ride the rail as that's the rut, and right. you just ride it around and you're out. Whereas sometimes, like on the Honda, I have a hard time going through long ruts. Like I want to carve out of it, right? Really badly. It's funny because cornering stability on the Suzuki is really good, and then once you're out, straight line stability is not the best for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing about the Suzuki in a negative way today is that I feel, I'll use the term floating. Mm -hmm. So I was coming out at, like, when it starts to get dry and chattery when you come out, I never really feel like I'm connected to the ground. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, you know, like, on top of it, and I, I, there's no way I could hit the same, hit the corner the same way over and over again because every time, like, just one little bump and I'm getting a left, right, Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm floating all over the place. The rear never feels like it's actually planted to the ground. I used this the other day. I feel like the Suzuki from the pivot bolt back is like an endo board. Yeah. I feel like when you balance it on your endo board, you're kind of side to side, you're trying to find the balance point. I feel like that's what the rear of the Suzuki feels like to me at all times. Like, I never really feel like I'm just, I'm on the endo board, I'm planted, I'm good. It's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, Suzuki, you have a rear end that's like an endo board. We need to work on that. We do. <laughs> yeah, the shock is, you just don't really know what it's going to do. Just find an you know, RMZ250 shock, put it in there. You'd be all right. Be done with it. Yeah, you'd be um, all right. So engine feeling just same as Joe? Suzuki? Yeah. Yeah, especially today. It's deep. Yeah. You know, I, I still leave the thing in third, but I'm just tractoring around the track. Right. You know, kind of. It, it's not explosive, which, hey, if you're tired or something like that, yeah, go ride the Suzuki because... It's comfort. It's yeah. comfortable, but um, I wrote a JGR like kit that they sell for that thing, and it wakes it up. It's bitching. It corners actually. It helps the cornering because it brings more excitement out in yep. it. So I can pop in and out quicker. It makes the bike feel lighter. So there is some things you can do to your Suzuki if you're a Suzuki guy, and if you're paying sixty five hundred bucks for a nineteen or a twenty, you got some room to spend some money on your bike. That's what I tell these guys. Yep. JGR is a good outlet to get some horsepower to get some you know chassis balance and and things for your suzuki so just because suzuki finishes six don't rule it out as a as a motorcycle i feel like suzuki as a company is opening up this market for our you know the future consumer that is not available right now because everything's so expensive yeah so now we're working on something a little bit less expensive people are buying bikes i like that so all right kenny well thank you for helping me you got a lot of shit to do today you got monster cup coming up yeah yeah i I just gotta go back to alpine stars having a party like a, like uh, a so we did a collab with Deus. Yep, the motorcycle builder, Amadeus. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember that song? <laughs> I don't know if I do or I don't. <laughs> Rock me, Amadeus. <laughs> uh, I must be old, dude, because Tyler don't know shit. You don't know the songs. Yeah, Damn, dude. I'm, you know I, what though? I think you know, and I, and I love dirt bike racing, but I think in some aspects I blame dirt bikes on yeah. a lot of me not knowing a lot because of stuff. Because you just ride, go home. Because it's just your focus. Yeah. And that's the only thing, you know, shoot, man, I think I feel bad for every, like, girlfriend I ever had, like, when I was probably 16, 17, Selfish 18. Selfish shit, right? Yeah, or even, like, if you tried to, if, like, if the girl knew what dirt bikes were, then sure, we could get along. But if she took me to, like, you know, I'll give you a prime example. I dated a girl that lived in D.C. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first time we ever went out, like, she dressed me up, like, totally different than what I would normally wear. She dressed you up? Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, hey, you can't wear Vans. Like, you know, you need to be in some... And you you listened? Yeah, I did it. I went for it. I mean, hey, there's some... Is this pre-getting inside of her pants or... Oh, yeah, no, no. I was I was definitely... We oh. were we were at 
You're at that level. Oh yeah, things were okay. So that's things were good. Things okay. were worth. They were worth it. I'll okay. just say that. Okay. So yeah, that's you know, what I'm. I did a little at. bit of dress up. Okay, but the, what I'm getting at is like you know, you, she took me to a party of these people that know nothing about dirt bikes, and for me to adapt to a conversation of like a, a regular person or this like uppity person in DC <laughs> like man I was just like get, lost. just keep feeding me beers because I literally have nothing to say to you like, I have it. no idea what's going yeah. on right now so dirt bikes are like you know that's our life well, that's and, what I'm saying yeah. and, and the reason why I started this whole thing Kiefer Inc is dirt, we're not most of I'm not going to say all of us most of us aren't polished human beings hmm? we like we're outdoorsy yep. we're pretty matter of fact we're blue collar people true we like to get out we like adrenaline we're not the scholastic, gnarly, fucking Harvard grad kind of people. Correct. You know, there are some of those that do ride, but I'm, most of us are just out here having a good time. Oh, yeah. We're pretty black and white, and here we are. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like our escape. Right. We all work our asses off, and we need something to kind of clear the mind, and boom, Thank here you. we are on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, and now you'll drive your little Mini Cooper out of here today, and you'll feel like, oh, I cleansed myself a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, completely. And everything that you do today, you'll... It'll be a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining me. I Thanks appreciate all your help. And uh, Monster Cup Monster limited Cup. edition stuff. I just saw it. I just got an email. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. wearing the boots right now. It's badass. They're, they do look good. I just told you this is probably my favorite set of boots. Yeah, it's one of those things. I, I have a hard time being like a, a rider, and then, you know, you see all these boots, like, come across, and I'm like, I want that, and I want right. that. It's but like a it, chick. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that though. <laughs> yep, can't do that. All right, thanks, Kenny. Thank you. It's commercial time. Save some money. Be happy. Increase that smile and listen to these commercials. Thank you. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They're on board with the KieferInkTesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job it's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours, and if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike, Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler 
in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end... Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. Vertexpistons.com. You looking to get a new hoodie for the wintertime? How about a hat? Or how about you're just going to be a good boyfriend or a husband and get your wife or chick something cool like a tank top or maybe even some socks? Go to fmfracing.com. Look cool at the track. Look cool when you go to dinner. Nothing else says I ride dirt bikes more than an FMF hat and t-shirt. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some dough. You can look cool, thank me later, get best dressed awards as you walk down the sidewalk. And hey, if I see you at the track wearing your FMF swag, chances are you will win something from Kiefer Inc. Testing. So do it. Go to fmfracing.com, get yourself some swag. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money. I will see you at the track with your FMF swag. Hey, are you guys looking for a battery for your bike? Is it dead? Are you pushing the button and nothing happens? Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. 
Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Pro Taper. ProTaper.com. We are back with the last interview of this podcast. Tyler Intiknap, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Support these advertisers, and we will keep this sucker moving along. Here we go. All right, last rider of the day. 723, the better of the Intiknap brothers. Tyler. You better believe it. Uh, what is Adam? Does, how many people think that you're Adam? Um, honestly, I think it's probably like fifty percent. That much? I think so. Really? And then two, I met someone at Straight Rhythm that's that realized that he didn't even have a brother or something. Oh, he thought he was just. I th- he just thought it was Adam. And Adam never even had a brother. Didn't even know that we were like a pair. Really? Yeah. A pair. Yeah. How's it feel now that your brother's married? And now you're just all alone. What do you mean all alone? I mean, We're moving the... in together. Oh, you're going to you're going where he's at? Yeah. Oh, so it's a package deal with Ash? It's a package deal. We're the three musketeers. Holy you shit. You were at the wedding and heard my yeah, speech. Yeah, but I didn't think that was like a, a real thing, dude. I thought you guys were just like messing <laughs> around. No, that dude, I just speak the truth, bro. So Ash So Ash is taking you on as well? Mm-hmm. What do you bring to the table in this relationship? Um, cooking. Okay. Taking care of Drake. Okay. Taking out the trash. Okay. Doing the dishes. All right. Um, Is there compensation money in this thing or just chores and shit? Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to pay rent and stuff like okay. that. All but, right. you know, to help him out a little bit. Now you're allowed to bring chicks over? <laughs> I, I better. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully. So basically, it's like it's not even having being married. It's just like, hey, we're just moving into their place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What's happening in the house? When you guys are gone, Pops? Yeah, just Pops is going to be staying at the ranch doing his own thing. Okay. Yeah, just growing up, changing gears. So, Tyler Internet, break me down your stats, height, weight, age. All right, I'm 6'1", 205 pounds, professional. 205? Yeah. Wow. What's your fighting weight when you race? Uh, Right around like 200. You feel good at 200? Yeah, but I mean, I always struggle with weight. Like, if you ever meet my family, we're... We're... Bigger? We're big people. We're Dude, just tall. I feel like Addy would just blow up if he wasn't riding and doing shit. I feel like he'd be bigger than you. Yeah, he eats so much food. Right. So, uh, all right. So we have four, five, six bracket. Tyler wasn't involved in any of the previous brackets, but yeah, he's been I just hurt. started riding. Yeah. So explain that you crashed. Yeah. So I got landed on in Nashville. If any of you guys don't know, and that I was actually, gnarly, dude. Dude, it was. Who it landed was on you? Ronnie Stewart. What happened to him? So, I mean, I don't know. I I really hope he's all right, but he got some major head trauma, I heard. Okay. Like, I mean, I was dealing with my own stuff, too. So, But, uh, yeah, I ended up breaking my sacrum and then, like, the L5 in my back. And I also broke my navicular, what was, like, a prior round. And that took just majority of the time off. Holy so, shit. Yeah, it was, a, it was a whole thing. But I'm back. I ta- I'm healthy. 
I'm good. I talked to Addie about that situation. I was watching it on TV, and I, you know, I saw you down. I saw yeah. Ronnie was down, and then they red flagged it, and then mm-hmm. Addie was on the line, the same race as you. And I'm yes. thinking to myself, how gnarly is that? Knowing that your brother is over there, laid out, you yeah. can't do anything. You don't know what's going on, yeah. and you got to go out and try to put it in the main event. Oh, I know. It was. That's tough. That's a tough situation for you guys. Such a tough situation because, you know, me and Addy are so close and we have each other's back like no other. Right. You know, and uh, we talked about that a lot, especially when I was in the hospital because he came immediately after. Yeah. And I just knew, like, it was just a tough situation all the way through. Uh, So is Ronnie riding yet or no? I have no idea. Actually, yeah, no, I don't know. You even reach out to him? What a dick. He landed on you, so I want to reach out to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that. What at actually all. happened? Real, I mean, I know we're talking about dirt bike. Yeah. What, what actually happened in that? So day? Nashville was pretty rutted. Okay. It wasn't super rutted, but in the rhythm section um, that I got landed on, it was right after you come backwards on the start straight, and it was a double and then a triple onto the tabletop and then off okay. and then a single, and I don't know. We were probably like eighteen. 18, 19, you know, pretty far just back. Just way back. Yeah. Just way back. And I can't – I think Addy didn't do the jump in front of me to the right. So I kind of, like, checked up a little bit. And when I checked up, I, like, kind of got a little cross-rutted and kind of just grinded a rut just right on the edge of the left side. And it moved me over about a foot. And Ronnie was just already committed on tripling onto the Fuck. tabletop. So when I was jumping off – the face of the tabletop he was coming on and just landed right on my back and he smacked his head pretty good and then i got dragged off the bike by his bike and then i landed kind of towards my butt area slash lower back on the single coming in the corner you weren't knocked out though no i wasn't knocked out i wish was so was it just instant pain it was like i was so sketched out because like there was a just a really bad like warming sensation on my whole lower back and butt and my lower back and i was like like instantly like i was just trying right. to like, feel my toes and just stay as like solid and did you feel your moving. toes right away yeah like i checked that like so quick because like i've never had that super warm sensation like up my butt and my back spine and it was just like it's crazy because we ride all the, all the time. We hang yeah. out. We do this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And then when it happens to you, yeah, you see it happen all the time. But then yeah. when it happens to you, it's almost like, I can't believe that happened to me. Yeah. No, it was like so surreal. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bad deal. So he's back riding. Yep. Uh, fourth time on a bike? Yeah, fourth time. So About In the last couple of weeks, I've been taking it slow. How Just big of an to... asshole were you when you are off the bike? <laughs> were you a dickhead? Uh... Are you moody? Yeah. No, I get moody a lot. You don't have a chick, so that's a plus. Yeah. So. So I, I know when I don't ride and Heather's around, she's like, this is bullshit. Because yeah. No, I was. Honestly, this time, it was just one of those things where I almost kind of needed a break. It was just such a gnarly accident. And it was good that I did have the break. But then with the navicular taking so long and I had an extra surgery with it, it was just way too long. Are we still doing vlogs? Yeah, we're still doing vlogs. Okay, I haven't seen any lately. I didn't know what's I going on. I know. I've been, uh... You let A-Ray take the vlog, you know, I know crown. Right? What's up he's with that? He's been pushing it hard. Dude. Like he's he went... been <laughs> on it hardcore. I give him props. Yeah, he's been on... How many... 
He hasn't got that many followers on his vlog, though. No, I think he's like 2,000 or something. All right, so real quick, again, I, I like to talk to you more about this than I do dirt bikes, but yeah, uh, no Supercross next year? No Supercross next year. The plan is right now is just to do the West Coast outdoor season okay, and um, get some funders together with that just because the last three years I've been having this bad cycle of just injuries after injury, and I'm just sick of just playing catch-up and to, like, you know, it's already basically November. Right. Um, and I feel, so. not to say that you're not good at Supercross, because you are, yeah. but I feel like you're an outdoor guy, dude. Yeah, no, I I thoroughly enjoy riding outdoor more than Supercross. Like, Supercross, if you ever have a chance to do it or you ride it, make sure you race it and go through and do the stadium, because it's, like, no dude, other. here's the thing. Time to time, I still test at a Supercross track for some things. Yeah. But it's. I could take my time jumping shit. Yes. I can do the thing. You're not on a stopwatch. You don't have an eight-minute right. practice and, and the, stuff like that. And I, I think it's fun. Yeah. But to race Supercross, it's a whole nother deal, dude. Like, Yeah, no, it's a whole nother deal. It's so sketchy. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. But after, but the thing is, is like after you get over the sketchiness of it and you get that comfortability factor and you put laps in, that flow is. It's, oh. it's fun. It is like no other. Really? Yeah. I haven't did it in a long time. I mean, as far as like at that level. Mm-hmm. And I was still on a two-stroke. You know how I feel about two-strokes. <laughs> I actually got to ride Addy's two-stroke. Oh, you uh, did? Yeah, like a couple days ago. That thing was so slow. It's so bad. Huh? It's so slow, bro. You oh. guys, uh, you have no idea how good you guys got. Yeah. It. I Are, can't believe AMA doesn't let 252 strokes in the 250 class. 250, yeah. Yeah, in the 250 F class. <sighs> I know, right? Like, I feel like it's fairly even maybe 250f is a little bit better yeah i think the 250f would be a little bit better but it's not like the 252 stroke is going to be like this amazing bike and totally swamp i, I feel like even if you get a good 250 a factory 250 it's not going to be that much better than a factory 250f no no all right glenn helen tyler and Tignap, this is a four five six bracket tie yes you missed one two three yeah yamaha won that i know how do you I feel heard. about that I, you know, it, like it doesn't. Do you? No, it doesn't surprise me. Out of the box, Yamaha is the best bike all around package. Power, suspension. If I didn't, if I had to buy a bike that I absolutely couldn't touch anything on, right? It'd probably be a Yamaha. And you haven't even ridden the new one. New What's f- the difference? New frame. Oh, new engine design. Oh, okay. So when you push, it's a little bit better. Yeah, not so wallowy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little, little, little differences here and there, but yeah, yeah to me it's a little bit better. So. Yeah, they already had a really good base. All right, so who do you got for fourth? Who'd you get fourth today? So which fourth, is the winner, obviously today? Yeah, yeah. So fourth was Honda CRF. Okay, this is who I'm going to get heat from right now. What's up? Is you ride a Honda? Yes. People are like, oh, dude, he's sucking Honda's dick. He wants <laughs> Honda parts. He wants this, that. Let, oh, uh, just tell everybody that you Honda does not do nothing for you as far as compensation no i the only compensation i get from honda is just the standard contingency that anybody can get right as far as if you have a year with a bike two years or younger you get paid yeah you get paid all right so why did you pick the honda for today to win okay so why did i pick the honda today is because it was the best overall bike on the track as far as the whole package as far as power suspension gearing handling it just handled everything well compared to the husky and the suzuki i i complain about rigidity 
Yeah. Do you feel rigidity on the Honda compared to the other bikes? Yes. Okay. The rigidity, I think, it's just kind of one of those biases things because I'm so used to it. Right. So it's not something that I'm, like, really, like, oh. You can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. I always just kind of grind it out. And, two, I'm kind of a grinder style where right. it's just, you know, I just like to hit the bumps as long as it stays straight and it's not deflecting too much, and then I'm good. Right. So that's kind of where a, a, a stiffer frame, Yeah. if you guys are listening out there, stiffer frames, obviously, if you are a hammerhead and you like to plow into things, mm-hmm. and when you have a load, you talked about this today. Yes. So heavy loads. It the, felt really good. Yeah. So the heavier the load, the better the bike could work. Yeah. But if you're looking to be a little bit smooth, hopping over bumps, maybe it's a little bit stiffer. That's kind of how I am. I'm more of a smoother guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's difficult for me to ride at times, especially now when it's three o'clock at Glen Helen and yeah no exactly edgy. and to like Glen Helen you know it's a very heavy track and right. by the means of that is you know you got these really long downhills you got small jumps or so you're over clearing these things you're pushing into the corners to find speed so you know it's very up and down where the ups are very short and the downs are very long right so you know getting that load through the bike just made the bike you know feel pretty good that today. makes sense i never looked at it that way like you said heavy track i kind of like that turn because you're right the the, the jump <laughs> we talked about the jump faces today they're not very good yeah and they're shorter so we either have to scrub them but with their double lift you're yeah. kind of forced <laughs> to kind of like oj it right? yeah exactly so when you have a stiffer chassis that you can put loads on it and mm-hmm. stay straight yeah exactly um do you like the way this thing corner is this thing the best cornering bike today or is uh, suzuki still a good cornering bike I was having trouble with Suzuki today on the okay. cornering. So the Honda actually, still is pretty good in the corner. Yeah, pretty good. I actually but you like, like your fork dropped. Yes. So instead of having three mil up, you dropped them down flush. Yes. And that helped for... That where? helped with the twitch. Okay. Yeah. So off-throttle. The off-throttle mid-compression twitch on the yep. front forks, it helps a little bit with Yeah. So he was getting a, he's getting a little bit a longer fork, so its stability has increased. So yeah. some of that... Um, deflection, I mm-hmm. guess, what, what I feel, it kind of helps that in situations when you're off throttle. Yes, so, exactly. Um, especially here at Glen Helen when you got downhills and you're loading yeah. it. Yeah. So. And to the chop at Glen Helen, like even like the mid straightaway chop and the acceleration chop, those things are, you know, those are sharp. Yeah. If you, you know, if you're plowing that front end into it and it's not handling well, you're going to, you know, ride tight and get some arm pump. Are you a front end guy or a rear steering guy? I like rear. You rear steer. Yeah, but I really love my bike balanced. So you don't like it too low? Uh-uh. I like it I like it kind of up, but if I had a perfect bike, it would be balanced between front and back. Okay, so pretty neutral. Yeah. Um, fifth place, what do you got? Fifth place, I got the Husky. Okay, Husky fifth place. Um, give me one thing you love about this bike, one thing you could do without. The thing I loved about the Husky was the front forks. Okay. I felt like... You're an air fork guy. The fuel today was really good. Okay. It held up, and then the mid to exit Uh on the Husky was really solid. I was really impressed with just how it kept into the corner and didn't want to stand up, and it just kind of followed the corner all the way out. Did you notice the lack of weight on it? Does it feel light to you compared to the other bikes? No. You know what... The thing that bothered me with the this year's Husky was um, the feel between my legs around the pegs, that seamlessly feel. Oh, seamless feel. Yes, yeah, we learned about that today. Feel. Yeah, we learned that. <laughs> so, um, what, what do you, like, what don't you like about that? It just, 
I don't know. There was just this weird pressure point right around my ankle. Okay. It was a lot different between the Han and Suzuki Antis. It almost felt like a knot or like a sock was bunched up in my boot, but it was like some weird pressure point the bike had. Um, steel frame, obviously, different. Yes. You don't ride very many of those. You're used mm-hmm. to the aluminum frame and an aluminum frame down tube, and that spar yeah. is thicker. So I think maybe that seamless feels a little bit better for you in that area. Yeah. And then that the steel frame is a little skinnier. So maybe, which I've I've felt this before, I can get hung up a little bit more because the gaps yeah. are a little bit staggered and more mm-hmm. of them. So yeah. maybe that's what you But feel. I think, and too, it was just I hopped on the bike and was ripping right away, and that was one of the first things I felt. But after I was like, oh, that's just the bike, I kind of got over it quick. And, you know, the bikes, the bike handled the bumps really well. And I was really impressed with how stability, the stability coming into the corners okay. with the weight to the rear so much. It still had that drive. Nice and front that, traction. Yeah, that front direct feel. Um, what about the engine? Some guys complain about being it too smooth, not a lot of excitement for you. Um, did you notice anything like that? Or do you like the way that power is delivered? I really like the power of the delivery. Okay. Um, especially um, on the bottom to mid. Uh-huh. It was really nice because I could just pick up gears wherever I wanted, especially up on the uphill, where I felt like the Honda was a little delayed okay. on the bottom and then picked up really hard. Like, the it was like a dip, and all of a sudden it picked up. Yeah. That's the thing about a Husky, dude. Like, the engine character is so smooth and linear. For me, and I told this when I was talking to uh, Joe is mm-hmm. I can roll my corners a little bit better because I can get on the gas sooner because it's yeah. so connected. Feel. Yeah. It's so direct yeah. on the Husky that it's the power's there when you think it's going to be there. Yep. Um, okay. Sixth place Suzuki. Yes. Obviously your brother's RM army. Mm-hmm. You ride your brother's bike much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another, just same thing. Like yeah. what's one thing you like about Suzuki and one thing you don't like? Um, I really like the initial part of the cornering on the Suzuki. The lean-in? Yeah, the lean-in. Mm-hmm. That first initial part is always super stable on the Suzuki, I feel like. Dude, it's almost like <laughs> we all said this when we were talking. Uh-huh. It's like you don't have to think about turning this thing. Like no. the initial lean-in just falls in the corner. Yeah. And then it's, like it's dialed. Yeah. And it's then- so good. But um, the thing I did have, the little issue I did have was just on the exit when I did hit bumps – after I got past the first couple, then it would just start kind of bouncing on me. Yeah, so a little kind of just, deflection. Yeah, a little the bit. shock is a problem with this bike. The BFRC shock. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like on throttle, it works pretty good. It follows the ground well, but as soon as you're off throttle, I get a lot of like pitching towards the front end. Like I have a lot of weight going towards the front end. Yeah, you know, I didn't feel that much because I just kind of rode the bike, kind of at a slower pace where I felt the bike was really happy okay and when i toned it down it just everything was working pretty good and just flowing but as soon as i wanted to push a little bit the frame felt better and it the rigidity of it was better but then the suspension was too soft okay so the the chassis load could handle it pushing but the suspension couldn't keep up yeah, it right. couldn't keep up. That makes sense because the the Suzuki is a stiffer natured chassis like the Honda, mm-hmm. and you're a bigger dude, so you yeah. want that you know the heavy like the heavy loads that we talked about. So, yeah. um, now are you hating on a Kickstarter? Do you need that? Do you care? After like, let's say you rode a Honda and had a Kickstarter, would you would you give a shit? 
Yeah, I do. I do care now. Okay. After I've had my button for about a couple years now, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, what about ergonomically the Suzuki? How's that feel to you? Because you're a bigger dude. Yeah, it feels it feels really comfy. No stress on the seat, soft to you or no? No. You're all right with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm with. I'm all right with the bike how it feels between my legs, the flickability of it, kind of going side to side. I didn't really notice the weight too much as far as between Suzuki, Husky, and Honda. Everything. Felt what about the good. power? Slow. Yeah. That was one of the things I noticed right off the bat was. Um, Pulling second out of that bottom corner at Glen Helen, I was having a hard time shifting third because I just felt like it would fall on its face. And mm. I wish I had a little bit more pickup or maybe a gear change in the rear right. just so I could feel confident it would grab that next gear. Yeah, Suzuki is pretty mellow off the bottom. There's not a lot of excitement. Um, we put the white coupler in, which I didn't tell you, but mm. it has a leaner coupler in, so that helps RPM response. Yeah. Um, and for me, I rode the JGR kit. Me and uh-huh. your brother did this thing, yeah. you know, in June. And, dude, the bike's so good when it has some power. Like, it yeah. helps the cornering. It helps the chassis. Yeah, no, that's what you were saying. He was really impressed. Yeah, he liked that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, there is ways to do that. Like, I was telling um, the other guys in the interviews, I was like, man, you can buy a $6,500 bike, you know, 19 same as a 20 yeah, spend a little bit of money on the engine and have a really good package, and probably still be under than a brand new Husky or KTM. Yeah. So, um, would you let's say, hey Ty, I'm <laughs> Suzuki. I want to give you four bikes next year to go racing. Are you in? Uh, hey Ty, I'm Husqvarna. <laughs> I want to give you four bikes to go racing next weekend. Are you in? Yeah. Suzuki. Yeah. So you would race any one of these bikes. Yeah. Okay. I would. I don't know because some people are like, oh man, he wouldn't race that bike. He wouldn't like do it. But nah, all these bikes are so good, and with the connections I can, you know, figure out with suspension and stuff like that, I can get it figured out. Yeah, no problem. All right, Tyler, thank you, man. Yeah, I'm glad you're riding again. I know. I'm. I'm glad to be back at Glen, at Glen Helen again. It's been a long Not time. Not too many people say that. You know that, right? Why? Because Glen Helen's pretty gnarly, and people don't really like Glen Helen. It's Glen It was actually Helen. really good today, though. It was legendary. The guy's been doing a really good job here at Glen. So if you guys haven't been to Glen Helen a little bit, try it. It's been really good. It, he preps good. The water truck guys need to calm down a little bit <laughs> around noon. Like, it's freaking a river coming down the hills. Yeah. But uh, overall, the track layout's fun. And we are in a desert, though. Yeah, we are in a desert. And hopefully we get some winter this year so we can yeah. go ride the des. Exactly. That's what I'm looking forward most to. Are you bummed that uh, all your places up north closed? Yeah, I'm bummed. I, I mean, wish you got your own little private track, but yeah, uh, it's still fun. Yeah. I can still ride out my back door. Is it clay? Your track clay? No, it's like half clay, half sand. Really? Yeah, it's really it's really good dirt. I gotta go up there and ride. Yeah, it's just so damn far. Make a trip out of it. Go to Pittsburgh. I got an umbilical cord attached to my house, dude. <laughs> I only go so far and I get snapped back. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you.